0: You heard a job seeker, you heard a job keeper, and now we're about to introduce Homekeeper. In this video, I'm going to discuss with you what's exactly happening around the grounds when it comes to our savings rates, some of the inflation numbers, some of the GDP numbers, as well as that this new initiative the government's coming up with that I think you really need to pay attention to. If you're interested, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. And make sure to be subscribed because 2024 is going to be an unbelievable year, not just for real estate, but all assets around the world. We see GDP numbers across the world starting to fall, we're starting to see inflation soften, which often means that we should see unemployment rise and that will give birth to more rate cuts around the world. Now, as we know here in Australia, everyone loves real estate, that's why this channel is growing so quickly because you guys absolutely love watching real estate content now if we're all obsessed with real estate the government is also obsessed with it because they know that not only do local Australians like to buy real estate but also overseas migrants as well as people just overseas and they're going yeah real estate in Australia sounds a lot better to me because it always goes up now we know it's not true that every market goes up but in the long term we've got so much historical data to prove that yes you will have growth in assets like real estate now as part of any cycle what you see is you'll often see a tightening of the monetary policy so that way we have a reduced amount of people who can actually go ahead and borrow and that effectively means they can't purchase property that should soften prices but unfortunately this time around in this cycle we've had increased levels of migration which has meant that demand has kept up and that in turn has kept prices elevated as well now as i've said on this channel every cycle is slightly different but they all play out about the same and the next phase of this cycle we should start seeing the banks ease on how they lend out money so they're going to start off offering a bunch of things to increase liquidity. So they've got a tap and they want to start increasing the liquidity through those taps and they'll start softening up how people borrow. Because interest rates are so high, they're gonna need to start making exceptions to the rules. Otherwise, no one's gonna borrow. And if no one's borrowing, the bank doesn't win. And the bank always wins. So on one side of it, you've got to increase liquidity. But on the other side, you also have a lot of people struggling because they've gone out taking loans at such a low interest rate that now when they're coming off those fixed rates, we're starting to see pain in the market where people can't make their repayments. Now, naturally, if you let the market forces play out, we should see people struggle, well, then they have to sell, and when they sell, they probably have to sell really quickly, which means prices soften and they go into the rental pool. But this time, we're gonna see the government start to step in potentially, and that's through the homekeeper. As a side note, before I tell you what homekeeper actually is, I just find it so interesting, whoever's in their creative department here, it's a job seeker, because they're seeking a job, job keeper, because they're trying to keep a job. Now, it's homekeeper, and if you think about how they Named everything else it's a very practical term for what they're actually going after so homekeeper would be how do you keep a home so let's find out what they've got planned here Support for temporary extra government spending to preserve businesses and jobs through the JobKeeper was one of the few positives that came out of the pandemic. Recognition that the long-term damage caused by short-term economic crisis far exceeds the cost of temporary government spending to avoid it underpinned that consensus. It's worth considering now whether the same logic could be applied to create a HomeKeeper program, especially given the RBA's recent message that interest rates could stay higher for longer than expected. JobKeeper kept businesses open and preserved jobs during the pandemic. Equally, HomeKeeper could help financially stressed people avoid losing their homes during the current interest rate crunch and stop them joining already too long rental queues or worse becoming homeless. Now, I haven't read this article. I have no idea what homekeeper is. What this is beginning to sound like is the government's going to come in, help out anyone that's struggling financially so that they can stay in their home. There's two ways to look at this. The positive is that people don't have to go homeless. They don't have to go out and move into a whole different area, especially if you've got kids and things like that. It's so hard to move now because they're in schools and they have friends and relationships now if the government's coming out and saying well look you can't afford to pay your repayments don't worry we'll be here to support you so you don't lose your home that's effectively going against everything this entire economy actually stands for which is a fair go demand and supply and that's how the market forces work if you naturally let this play out and the less government intervention you have you start having natural movements in the market now I came out and said this like three years ago when they started printing all this money and saying hey if you're unemployed we'll pay you to stay at home and it's like okay I get what you're trying to do but at the end of the day I don't think you're going to approach it the right way because in a couple of years we're going to have inflation now we have inflation and they're starting to say well okay we don't want the housing market to crash so let's go and invite all these migrants into the country okay well there's pros and cons to that and one of the cons is that there's too much demand for the supply and people that are locally based here that are affected by those interest rates now can't get into the market if they can't buy something they have to rent something we already know that we have a proper rental crisis my deep dive analysis of what's actually happening and where it could go in the next 12 months is in this video so definitely go check out that one as well the government could apply vital lessons from JobKeeper's design flaws too, making homekeeper a winner not just for vulnerable mortgages but for the government's balance sheet too interesting so how does that actually work rather than loans or handouts the government could take a small equity stake in the property equal to the value of the mortgage aid as a proportion of the property's market value at the time uh oh <laughs> This whole idea that the World Economic Forum, and yes, I'm not a conspiracy channel, but they came out and said, oh, you know, 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. This is sort of playing out. Like the government's going to come in, they start owning it. They've already got shared equity schemes. Like you don't need 20%. We'll help you out. But we'll also own the property too. It's heading into a direction which one keeps property prices elevated for longer and keeps continuing higher. And then people that actually want to own their entire home can never do so. I think we're heading into an environment where you just will own actually nothing and you'll be happy because. Is you're like, hey, I don't need a mortgage because interest rates are high. The idea is to give those experiencing mortgage stress a little breathing space to recapitalize and get them through until interest rates ease without having to lose their homes. Up to $25,000 in assistance per family could be a reasonable ceiling. It could work like this. Say, for example, someone has a $500,000 mortgage and their monthly repayment is $5,000. They could apply for the homekeeper assistance for five months, reaching the $25,000 cap. In return, the government could get a 5% equity stake in their house. This could also be taken as a partial assistance depending on the homeowner's needs. Okay. There's pros and cons to this and knowing my audience knowing you guys. Well, let me know in the comments down below. We need to figure out exactly how many people like this and how many dislike this. So write homekeeper like if you actually for this because you're like, hey, you know, this makes sense or homekeeper dislike because you don't really like where this is headed. Then when the owner is able to pay back the government stake or when the house is sold, whichever is sooner the government is paid back the market value of the equity stake at that time. Okay. At that time. So effectively, now they have an incentive to push prices higher because suddenly they've made an investment into your property. They're like, hey, we can make money whenever we like. We'll come in, we'll buy 5% of your property. Technically on paper, we own 5%. Now you decide in say 10 years time, you're gonna sell. If you suddenly have five to 7% growth every single year, the government's made a killing. And I get that you probably don't even get any of that if you lose the house now, but you're still letting go of 5% of your house. And at this point, I think they're gonna introduce other schemes to go, well, okay, now you're struggling in this part of like we'll just take another 5% another 5% and potentially could be owning a lot more of your home and at that point are you not just renting from the government Something to think about. These equity stakes could be held in a government housing trust until repaid on market terms. This would reflect growth in the property's capital value and make it a sound investment for taxpayers. Yes, because the government really cares about taxpayers. By keeping the maximum size of the stake low, the help would matter most to families on low incomes in modest homes. Relative to the size of the mortgage, it would be a significant assistance and might mean the difference between keeping the family home or having to sell. Mortgage payments could be dispatched directly from the government to the relevant bank with the mortgage's permission to ensure the funds are applied on the time for the agreed purpose. Why is a homekeeper program necessary? Australia has a crude system for identifying mortgage stress. In research after the global financial crisis, Western Sydney University's urban research center found a range of partial, sometimes indirect measures using inconsistent categories. There is often a failure to disaggregate between wealthy and poorer households. It said, in other words, the government tends to cite the overall picture instead of the specific situation of different types of mortgages. Banks classify loans as delinquent when the mortgage payments are in arrears. NAB chief executive Ross McQuarrie told Federal Parliament's House Standing Committee on Economics in July that NAB was seeing some stress in the system and an uptick in 30, 60 and 90-day delinquencies, but said they remain below the 10-year average. However, not all mortgages are the same. AMP senior economist Diana Musina said in March that the downside risks to the household sector are greater than the RBA and most commentators are estimating. Musina drew attention to Australia's record household debt as a proportion of household disposable income, upping the scope for financial stress considerably and also to the particular vulnerability of of one-of-a-kind borrower now I know this is a quite serious topic But her name sounds like Messina like you know the gelato and it's making me think about ice cream But anyways, let's continue in our view The risk of mortgage stress lies with recent borrowers who have taken out loans between 2020 and mid-22 Which is around 62% of outstanding housing loans These households have not had time to build repayment buffers have had a very fast repricing of mortgage rates and are more likely to have Taken out larger loans and were probably not stress related for the current increase in interest rates. Now, this comes back down to the old saying that you should probably not spend money that you don't have. And I get it, you know, everyone really wanted a home, interest rates were low, and so people started FOMOing into the market. But when you go out there and you say, okay, I have the capacity to buy something for 800K, yet, you're going out there and buying something for 850k it doesn't make any financial sense right so if you go out there and say okay today i have the capacity for 800k perhaps i should go for something at 700 to 750 instead of going at maximizing what i can borrow and this really is reflective of markets when you're actually going and buying your own home when you start looking at investments if you've got strong cash flow positions and you can forecast even increases in interest rates forecasting out for the next 2 to 3 years to remain at elevated levels your rental growth will actually help you in that situation and that's why it's key when you're actually going and investing don't just look at capital growth look at rental growth it is such a key metric that so many people miss when we bring people through the buyers agency the first thing they're like i just want capital growth okay and then you start looking at the cash flow and you're like okay for the capital growth that you could potentially make of 25 to thirty thousand dollars, you you're losing out of your pocket about 20k a year so you're offsetting what you're actually making now don't get me wrong capital growth is important but this is why it's so key to be in the right locations at the right time identifying markets where the declining stock in rentals is going to allow you to know where the rental growth is going to occur over the next 24 month period. As we shift our mindset in this next phase of the cycle people are going to start going for yields they'll start looking for where the opportunities are as an investor. Nobody wants to be out of pocket 40 50k because then you only hold one property but if you're out of pocket 5 to 7k you could probably hold three of those and although interest rates are high today I know for a fact that if something breaks in the economy or the global economy you're going to start seeing pressure on the RBA to decrease those rates start cutting them because unemployment starting to rise that is a big factor the rba came out and said that last year and they said hey look we'll have to start increasing rates because of inflation but the point at which we stop is really going to be driven by unemployment we should start seeing that number head higher in 2024 so knowing all of this are you a fan of homekeeper i like that they're looking at initiatives to help people not having to go out there and become homeless but i'm also not a fan of when the government gets involved in the property market or any market for that matter and the clear example of that is during 2020 when they came in printed a lot of Money gave money to a lot of people, and yes, some people were in need of that. But a lot of people weren't, and that money found its way back into assets. Assets grew higher. Now, as a buyer's agent, I'm getting the government to help me out, saying, "Hey, look, we're not going to let property prices fall because nobody's going to sell. We're going to help them out." As an actual investor myself, my property portfolio is protected when they come out with news like this. But I also know that the game should be fairer, and my videos probably won't make a change. But it's something to keep in mind that it's not just a one bias opinion to go, "Hey, property prices should go up, and it's going to be great." It's more like, "Hey, I don't think it's." sustainable when you start seeing things like this and when you start seeing liquidity uptick we could be closer to an end in this property cycle before something absolutely breaks down and that's not what we want we want sustainable growth not volatility but I hope you guys have enjoyed this video if you have smash that like button subscribe if you haven't already I'll catch you guys on the next one thanks guys